Every country in the world has a different definition of what calm looks like. Um, if you're in the Himalayas and you meet the Sherpa people, uh, calm to them is just this powerful, powerful strength, but it is not uh, always alcohol free. Uh, if you go to India, calm is, um, well, it's a head wobbling, arm pressing, sort of enjoyous excitement. If you go uh, in Singapore, calm is when nothing happens at all. And, uh, you know, so every country has a different level of calm. And when I first, uh, one of my first uh, businesses that I owned had a German manufacturing license, uh, we, 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 we built equipment in Australia under license to Germany. I went to Germany quite a bit to um, uh, uh, design and, and build the, the plant or to design the plant in Germany, bring the technology back and have it built in Australia. And, and that's what we sold. And, and it, was a good, it was a good business. And uh, one of the important things when I went to Germany was to bring over a very Aussie flavour uh, uh, and uh, celebrate with all the people who worked really hard to make um, you know, my business tick in a sense. And in this small town, Stadthagen, is it's near Bremerhaven in the nor northern part of uh, Germany. I uh, I would uh, typically host an event, and on this particular occasion, uh, uh, we're talking about calm. I I hosted a, a a ten pin bowling competition, and the whole staff, the all all the whole uh, engineering firm came down, and they all got into teams and got into groups and. We bowled and drank beer and great big buckets of beer and and there were it was Aussie Fosters that I took over in cases and everybody had a great time and everyone got very very drunk because it's Fosters is about three times typically three times more potent uh, than German beer and so everyone's got very drunk and so we bowled and 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 I I felt very calm in the turmoil of a bu bunch of drunken people especially German people having a lot of fun bowling balls down the thing and laughing my head off. And, but for me, that was calm because I'm used to that sort of boisterous, uh, you know, when, when, I was, when I had my business, I was used to that boisterous energy and it felt very calm. So for me, it was just ramping up and ramping up and I was really calm amongst all this, this turmoil. Um, and at the end of the evening, there were six or seven people uh, uh, out front who had to get home. And, uh, and I'd stayed relatively sober. I wasn't completely, but I stayed. And I offered them a lift. And I had a Polo, uh, which is smaller than a Volkswagen Beetle, a Golf. And uh, I had a Polo from the company. So I think seven people piled in this Polo, upside down, inside out, all drunk and laughing with legs out the window. And anyway... I drove the whole way from the bowling green down to the centre of the city, mostly on the footpath. I thought it's the funniest bloody thing because that's that's there, that's my history, that's my background. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a delinquent youth uh, grown into a man, and and uh, at that time, this is 20 or 30 years ago. That time, this was absolutely par for the course for me. But I felt absolutely 100% calm. I had no fear of the police. I had no fear of anything going wrong. I was in complete control. I was calm, dead calm. Anyway, uh, so as I said, I drove down the footpath. Next day when I go to work, everyone's got hangovers. And the, Mr. Margraf, the owner of the firm, um, uh, 
called me up to his office and uh, asked me for the keys to the car and didn't say too many words in a very German way, basically said, I'd really flipped out last night. And for them, and especially everyone who had hangovers, it was, a, it was an environment of, of absolute turmoil. For me, it was absolutely normal and I was dead calm about the whole thing. You know, the idea of being calm is really, you can't project it onto another person. What is their calm? And so we don't measure calm by the space. And so people go, hello, I'm really calm. I've been meditating. And you go, okay, I can accept your outward definition of calm and you're speaking softly, but if I go, boo, how will you respond? And, and if I go, boo, and you go, ah, and you're not really very calm, are you? You're just sort of uh, polishing the surface of it. Calm is the ability to, to, to handle pressure, to, to take a load, to endure. And one of the things, overwhelm, which is the enemy of leadership, the ability to stay calm in an in a environment when there's a lot to do and a lot to get done in a very short period of time is the definition of calm. An ambulance driver, you see them, they arrive to a really serious accident, there's bodies everywhere, they still walk, they're calm. If we, we learnt outdoor rescue um, techniques in, 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 as part of my mountaineering program and we learnt to be very calm, to assess danger before we uh, go in to rescue somebody. So calm is, um, is the same as being an athlete as it was in ocean ski racing where I had a huge six metre long ocean ski. We'd go out uh, paddling out to sea and then go along. And of course the sea got turmoiled and there'd be sharks and you, you start to sort of, and the person who stayed the most calm of course was the best amongst us because they could hold their form and they could paddle fastest even amongst a very turbulent ocean. And it was easy to do that on the flat water. But when the world became, uh, in the ocean became uh, overwhelmed, the one who could stay the most calm was always the one that led the group and uh, we would trust that person implicitly. So in a, in a group environment, the one who's, person who stays the most calm, who can handle the most um, outrageous outbursts of energy is going to be the leader. And whether that's the appointed leader or a self-appointed leader or whether that's just the spiritual leader of a group, it doesn't matter. The person with the greatest calm is going to um, be, uh, be perceived to be the strongest amongst us. So calm, uh, I never measure as by the words or the behavior or the tone of voice or the environment that people create because all of those can be fictitiously masking the real, the fact that can be surface, that can be shallow and uh, and not really represent what we're talking about here in the, in the balance-centered calm proposition of overcoming overwhelm. Calm means nervous system. And so the strength of a person's nervous system is a real insight as to whether they are really strong. Strong meaning ability to handle the load, handle the pressure. And so out in the ocean, in the ocean kayak, if you'd measured the uh, heart rate and the blood pressure and the nervous energy of the person who was the calmest, because it's an environment that really tests and proves calmness, they would have scored 100 out of 100. They, they, you know, they, they were the leader. If you 
take a uh, take me in the in amongst all the uh, drunken Germans in that environment. My blood pressure was normal. My heart rate was normal. I just didn't even find the whole thing at, at, in any way disturbing to my nervous system, and yet everybody else in the back of the car was screaming. And so, you can go to every environment, whether it's a sport team or a business team, and you find a person who has the strength of nerves and. It's not the nerves to, to do something stupid. It's the nervous system inside the body. And this nervous system is very, very frail. And so if we, let's say we have a major shock, we, we, we have a, um, a stress, a, a big stress. And that stress triggers our nervous system into adrenal shock. And so, you know, someone bips the horn behind you or you have a near miss on the way to work. Or something like that but let's multiply that out and say it's a, it's a fall or it's a crash or it's something that really goes on a divorce or uh, a change of country and you go into a state of shock the nervous system responds and works really hard to sustain the health and the energy and the wherewithal of the body and that takes a while to recover from so the healthier the nervous system it's just like the cardiovascular system the healthier the nervous system, the faster it rebounds from a, from a shock or a stress. So develop, and the, and the thing that destroys the nervous system are things like coffee and alcohol and, uh, uh, um, and vegetarianism and purism, where we, we, people go into states of, oh, I'm going to meditate this weekend and eat a mung bean for lunch and be happy ever after and walk around the house in slippers just in case. And so people get into this false sense of calm, which makes their nervous system relax and relax, and so it, then it cannot handle the pressure. One of the things that happens to people, they go on holidays, first week on holidays, they get the flu, and they get a cold, and they, they laid up for another week, and then the third week they sort of enjoy themselves and get back to work, and the nervous system has really reduced in its resilience and its strength and its ability to stay calm. So... Calmness is your nervous system. Ability to sit still or lie still in the corpse pose or do something like ride a bike or get on the turbo and then get off and then lie still. It's the ability to be still, to be absolutely dead still in amongst the storm of turmoil. And this is a powerful asset and one that I could measure easily in all leaders by using the aura ring as to whether they're staying calm in amongst the storm. The aura ring gives a sleep score and it gives a, a readiness score. The sleep score really tells you whether the person who's come home from work uh, is in a state of calm or whether they're fried and cooked from overexertion, overstressing, overworrying, over anxiety, over, over, over. Um, and the readiness score uh, reveals whether they've, uh, with the with the quality of sleep they've had, they're ready to start again the next day. In other words, how good is their nervous system? So calm is a powerful, powerful leadership quality because when all else goes to shit, uh, it's the person with the greatest calm that is going to be relied on. When I was living and working in New York, you've all, many of you have heard this story before, I was living and working in New York. We had an office, 555 Fifth Avenue on the fifth floor. And uh, over the roof of our building on uh, 2001, 9-11, an aeroplane flew. I could have reached up under the aeroplane and tickled it. It was so close. And 
I thought the plane was looking to crash into the Hudson River. I followed the plane from, where, from my office window where you know, I had a corner window. I followed the plane all the way into the World Trade Center until it's in smashed and inserted itself in the building. The second plane and then the third plane and then the building's going down. I'm there. I'm full watching this thing. I'm there as, as a, a um, sort of a random observer. But you drop into a place of because I've been involved in remote area rescue and things like that, you drop into a place of absolute dead quiet. And it's so shocking to see how much of the vision of the planes crashing and the turmoil and the buildings coming down. And I'm sitting there watching it, not for the purpose of being turmoiled myself, but for the watching it for the safety of the people in the building and the safety that were of people under my care. And as a result of this calm, I was able to really help hundreds and hundreds of people who were completely shattered from the shock of it, whose nervous system went to pack. And I was able to sort of over the next three days really, really support a lot of people in grief. And I think this is a definition, a good definition of one of the qualities of, uh, of a leader being able to uh, overcome overwhelm. Because let's be real about it, when the building came down in New York, it was overwhelming and a lot of people fainted and went to pack. And it, what then stood up was who was left amongst them to help them and, and lead them and help them clean up and get, get their way, find their way home over a period of time. So the New York, the World Trade Center experience for me was a perfect example of how balance centered and especially a nervous system calm can translate back into the strength of the ability to be in a turmoiled environment, to be in overwhelming environment, and still be centered and calm. This is Chris. Have a great day. Bye.